Welcome to the Newfoundland Beer Podcast. This podcast is about craft beer in Newfoundland and Labrador. I'll be talking about breweries, home brewing, and all the cool things happening in the craft beer community in the province. I'm your host, Natalie Dignam. This episode is an introduction to the podcast and to craft beer here in Newfoundland. I'll be talking about how I became a craft beer lover and brewer, how I define craft beer, and some of my favorite brews and hangouts in Newfoundland. Uh, first up, a little history. I moved to St. John's in 2017 to start my master's in folklore at Memorial University. I wrote my thesis about craft beer tourism on the island of Newfoundland, and it was a pretty good time to do that. Between 2016 and 2019, the number of craft beer producers in the province went from four to over a dozen. In my research, I looked at the beginnings of craft beer in Newfoundland, from local beer producers that started in the 1990s, like Storm Brewing and Kitty Vitty Brewing, to more recent craft breweries like Yellow Belly and Port Rexton Brewing. One of the main questions I asked in my research was, how is the craft beer industry different from the beer that was already being made here? You might think that there is one answer to this question, but it turns out that there's a bunch of different ways to define craft beer. Uh, so what I found through my research uh, in different academic articles or online um, looking at organizations like the United States Brewers Association is that there's a lot of characteristics of craft beer and craft breweries, but really no one definition. So a craft brewery might have four out of five of the characteristics um, and then not other ones and still be considered a craft brewery. So I sort of had to come up with my own working definition of what I considered craft beer in a craft brewery, which is pretty interesting um, doing research here within the province where it's pretty new, but there have been breweries that have existed here before, obviously, or have been independent or island-owned, and are those craft breweries in the past? So I had to think about uh, what makes the craft beer industry that has started recently different than the breweries that came before. Uh, so there's a lot of different criteria you can use to define what constitutes craft beer or craft brewery. You can look at the size of the brewery, who owns the business, uh, the ingredients being used, or brewing methods. The United States Brewers Association defines craft breweries by their small size and independence. Uh, so even a, a beer producer that is technically making craft beer but is owned by a large national or international corporation like Molson or Coors, the United States Brewing Association would not consider that a craft brewery. Uh, they also consider the use of traditional ingredients and innovative techniques. Um, and in addition, craft breweries are generally super involved in their communities where they're located. So after considering all these different factors, uh, this is the definition that I came up with for myself. Uh, a craft brewery uses traditional brewing techniques, is creative with their beers, and frequently offers new beers, and is invested in their local community. Craft breweries can produce traditional old world styles of beer, but an important characteristic of craft breweries is that they brew near beers all the time and experiment with different ingredients and styles. My definition might differ from someone else's in a few ways. Uh, first of all, I don't think craft breweries necessarily have to be locally owned, although it usually happens that they are because the community involvement that defines this industry is just not as prevalent in large corporations that don't really foster the connections with the local communities in the same way. I'm talking about the difference between donating some money to a local nonprofit, which I'm sure larger corporations do, and having your town fire department come in to brew with you, or inviting your city museum to create a beer in your brewery. If these examples sound familiar, it's because they happened here in Newfoundland. Port Rexton Brewing has the local fire department in for a brew day to make their firehouse red ale, and Landwash Brewery recently made a collaboration beer with Admiralty House Communications Museum in Mount Pearl. 
so this level of involvement, such as inviting groups into the brew house and fostering that kind of connection with your local community, uh, that's what really defines the craft beer industry for me. And in Newfoundland, um, kind of having it be new and all of these breweries opening at the same time, I think has really fostered the sense of community here, which is really cool. So um, I've had a lot of fun in my research getting to know all the people involved and also seeing how connected they are to their the towns and cities where they are located. So having said that, I think that there are larger breweries making craft beer because they are following a traditional brewing process and being innovative with their beer. So that's why I consider Mill Street Brewery in St. John's to be a craft beer producer, especially when it comes to their Forager series, because those beers are really unique to the island. Um, so, you know, using local ingredients or making beer that really you can only get here, uh, that I still consider that craft beer too, even though Mill Street is a company that's based in Toronto. So I also think that despite being locally owned from the beginning, Kitty Vitty Brewing has only recently embraced the craft beer industry with their pilot series of beers, which provide a lot more variety. Kitty Vitty was producing their standard flagship beers for a long time, so the level of experimentation and the frequency you're going to find new beers there is relatively new. Um, and that's not to say they've never done seasonal beers or limited release beers. Um, you know, for a long time they've had the Mummer's Brew, the Continental Pilsner, and the Winter Ale. So they've been making those since the 1990s and early 2000s. Uh, but now, you know, every time you go there, you can f- pretty much find a new beer on tap. Uh, plus, they've really embraced the collaborative aspect of the industry and partnered with local artists and groups to create beers and labels. Specifically, I thought that the open sourcing for the crab apple and rhubarb saisons in the summer of 2018 um, was such a cool way to get people involved with creating that beer. And I went to, like, the opening, like, event for Open Saison, and it was really cool that everyone was there who had, like, brought in their own crab apples and had gone out and picked them. So um, that kind of feeling that you're part of it is, I think, so important for, like, local craft beer to, like, have that feeling. So that was awesome. So at this point, you might ask, do craft breweries have to be small? Um, I think the craft beer drinkers and brewers are really still trying to suss this out. A microbrewery is defined by small-scale production, so being a craft brewery often coincides with being a microbrewery, too. Uh, Personally, I think that large breweries can still produce craft beer, but they're missing that connection to the local community. Um, It's not really craft brewery to me, so... You'll often see national or international corporations that create a craft beer line or, like, acquire regional breweries... One example would be Creemore Springs in Ontario, which is owned by Molson, or in Newfoundland, Black Horse Lager comes to mind, which is also produced by Molson Coors. So these breweries are still producing under their regional brand names, but they aren't as directly involved in the community, and they're not really, like, experimenting with beer in the same way um, and, like, piloting interesting beers that are coming up all the time on your local taps that you can try something new every time you go. So in my background... Um, I love craft beer. Before I came to Newfoundland, uh, I lived in New Hampshire in the States, and I grew up in Massachusetts. And Massachusetts um, has had a craft beer scene since the late 1980s with the beginnings of the Boston Beer Company, and that's best known for the Sam Adams Lager. Um, You know, as I mentioned, all over the U.S. and Canada in the 1980s, consolidation by beer corporations sparked the beginnings of a craft beer industry. 
So as Molson Labatt in Canada and Budweiser and Anheuser-Busch in the U.S. bought up all these regional breweries, they left consumers with only a few options for beer, and these were mostly light lagers. Um, so local craft breweries offered new flavors and styles to consumers, brewing old-world beers like Belgians or Sours, and also introducing new styles like the Hazy New England IPA. Um, so the idea that craft breweries are traditional in their brewing methods isn't so straightforward to me, um, because they might brew in a traditional way, but they're always kind of mixing it up or adding new things um, and really, like, experimenting. And I think that's the heart of a lot of uh, craft breweries is, like, the willingness to innovate um, without cutting corners. So, in the like, the difference is that in the U.K., the real ale movement is really focused on brewing ales using a historical method and, like, not adding anything new and not changing it. Um, But in North America, the craft beer movement wasn't so focused on heritage brewing. Instead, the North American craft beer industry embraced small-scale production and experimentation. Uh, You can especially see this aspect in Newfoundland with all sorts of additions to beers that are not quote-unquote traditional, like baked apples, lactose, or even Earl Grey tea. Today, you can travel all over the world and drink experimental craft beer from Europe to Japan. All right, so that's a not-so-simple definition of craft beer. Uh, We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about local breweries and spots you can try craft beer in Newfoundland. Thanks for listening to the Newfoundland Beer Podcast. If you want to join me on the podcast, you can message me, Natalie, on Instagram at nlbeerpodcast. Do you love craft beer and reading? Join Queer Beer NL's Brews and Books Club. You can learn more about the Brews and Books Club on our Facebook page, Queer Beer NL. Okay, back to the good stuff. Welcome back. Uh, I just want to end this episode by talking about where you can learn about craft beer or drink some. I live in St. John, so a lot of my favorite spots to have a pint are here in the city. However, if you're not from Newfoundland, here is a little fact that I learned. Uh, many bars in Newfoundland serve a... Canadian or Newfoundland pint, which is 20 ounces, while an American pint is only 16 ounces. Uh, Once I learned this, it solved a lot of mysteries for me about um, how much beer I can actually drink, (laughs) which is less than I thought. Anyway, on to craft beer spots. So if you want to visit a brewery, NewfoundlandBeer.org has a fantastic map of all the breweries in the province and whether they are open or in the planning stages or under construction, Um, So you can kind of check out what is, I guess, like, will be coming and and what is up and running right now. So right here in the city, we have Kitty Vitty Brewery, Bannerman Brewing, and Yellow Belly Brewery and Pub. Uh, Bannerman serves food, and Kitty Vitty has a fish truck out front but does not serve food at the bar. Uh, Mill Street Brewing also has some awesome local beers made exclusively here in St. John's. And as I said, I'm a big fan of their Forager series. On the Avalon Peninsula, we also have Nine Penny Brewing in Conception Bay South, Landwash Brewery in Mount Pearl, and Bacaloo Trail Brewing in Bay Roberts. Bacaloo Trail Brewing is also down the road from the Newfoundland Distillery Company. Um, they all have fantastic tap rooms, and I've taken a little tour and hit up a few in one day. So if you're going to do that, obviously make sure you have a designated driver for an Avalon Brewery road trip, but highly recommend that. Maybe get a little hike in in Bay Roberts. So... If you're going further afield, you can hit up Dildo Brewing, uh, which is just an hour outside of the city, and they have an awesome brew, uh, awesome view from their tap room, and people have said they've seen whales like right in the harbor there, so that's pretty cool. 
uh, Port Rex and Brewing is about two and a half hours away on the gorgeous Bonavista Peninsula. Um, and Split Rock Brewing and Twilling Gate is also worth the drive. And all of those breweries out there have awesome hiking around them. So Newfoundland's beautiful. I love getting out of the city. And they kind of give me an excuse to do that. So <laughs> a few breweries that I've not visited yet are Crooked Feeder and Cormac, Secret Cove and port port or bootleg brewing in Cornerbrook. So I do try to find bars that have a good selection of local taps and cans in St. John's so I can try craft beer from all over the island. Some awesome spots in the city that I like to go to are Jack's Axes, Toslo, Adelaide Oyster House, and The Green Door. Um, so that just gives me like the opportunity to try beer from breweries that maybe are a little further away, a weekend trip, or even um, ones from the West Coast that I actually haven't personally been out and visited yet, but I'd really like to. So if you're in the city, uh, there will also be a local beer tent at Regatta Day on Wednesday, August 7th. Yay! For the first time ever, the tent is run by the Newfoundland and Labrador Craft Brewers Association and will feature beer from different breweries across the province. So I'm so excited for this. I'll be down there probably working the tent um, with uh, people from all of the other craft breweries and I think some of them are might be brewing up some special beers just for that day so if you're in the city definitely come down and check that out plus regatta day is like one of my favorite things well one of my favorite holidays that I learned about when I moved to Newfoundland I think it's awesome and yeah although I will admit I rarely get down there in time to see like the early races anyway If you want to learn more about beer in Newfoundland, I definitely recommend checking out NewfoundlandBeer.org, a blog created by Landwash Brewery co-owner Chris Conway. Uh, Also, I'm part of the Brunettes, the Women's Newfoundland uh, Craft Beer Collective. It is a great group of women who enjoy some local pints together, and you can find us on Facebook uh, under the Brunettes. And yeah, when I moved here, it was one of the ways that I met people, and people are super open and nice, so definitely check us out. Uh, I also recently joined the New Fermenters Homebrew Club on Facebook. Um, I will not reveal whether my homebrew is good or not, uh, but the club has lots of information for homebrewers at all different levels. So if you're just starting out, lots of good information there. Um, and that's a wrap for today. Thanks so much for listening to the Newfoundland Beer Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Dignam. You can find this episode online at newfoundlandbeerpodcast.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts as Newfoundland Beer Podcast. I'm also on Instagram as NL Beer Podcast. 